Hello, hey, boys, hi, guys. guys. My name is Jeff. I'm your host, Jeff Prime. And this week, we have a winning trailer with me, myself, and I. And I can't wait for it all to fall apart. All right, now that all of our intros are out of the way, hi, I'm Jeff Prime. To finally solve the co host problem we've had, I grabbed two direct copies of myself from this timeline. So, no more hiccups. I have Jeff 1 in the middle. Just Jeff is fine. No, it isn't. That's me. And on the left end, we have Jeff 2. Can't it just be Jeff Ree or something? What if I distinguish myself with a British accent? You can't pull it off. To make sure no cosmic contradictions happen, uh, we have screens placed in between us so that we can't make eye contact and combust or something. Uh, I think that's what would happen at least. It's kind of opaque. It's fine. Uh, today's topic is Two Stooges Plus One Tackle Tradition-esque. Who wrote this? We did. did. I'm the plus one. Hey, I'm the time clone with one in my name. Don't play along with that. I'm sure you were both subconsciously thinking of me when you wrote plus one. Anyways, let's start. I can go first. Already a stark improvement. Uh, Tradition-esque is a unique concept referring to when a culture takes a more traditional genre and modernizes it in a way that creates a unique blend that references the past, ends, days, and the present. So for example, in Korea you have this genre, Pungmal, which is a very old traditional percussion slash dance-based stuff. Uh, Pungmal is used in various processions in Korea, mostly among farmers. Uh, its popularity decreased with time and with industrialization. In the later half of the 20th century, the genre was used as a tool of protest against the authoritarian government. So then, while its popularity was diminishing, a new genre, Samunori, was developed. This genre took on the idea of Pungmo. Oh, okay, stop it. Interrupting is one thing, but that could and should get us off the air. You're stifling me. You sound like you're talking in reverse. Anyways, Samunori is a similar percussion slash dance-based genre in Korea. It took Pungmo and turned it into a stage performance, while also removing a lot of the spontaneity and improvisation in favor of more concrete, rehearsed performance with a stronger sense of time. Samunori has become the traditional Korean music that people outside of the country are most likely to hear, so it's become representative of the nation's traditional music. And with that out of the way, we can move on to our new segment. I'm host. We can move on to our new segment, uh, What, what does, does that thing remind, remind me of? Finally, a replacement for question time, which only ever got us like one conveniently placed question every episode. So today we're going to be seeing how tradition-esque music can relate to the world of soundtracks, specifically in the case of the recently released game Ghost of Tsushima. We'll have one of the tracks of the game morning in the background to finally get off that two-minute loop we've been using. Ghost of Tsushima. A ghost is set in feudal Japan, and the soundtrack is largely inspired by the traditional culture there, uh, but as you can tell, it isn't an exact copy of the more traditional Hokaku. Instead, it mostly takes instrument use of the time and some common elements and blends it into a fairly standard film score type soundtrack. Which, coincidentally, the two composers of this game, one, Shigeru Umaibayashi, being Japanese himself, and the other, Ilan Ishikari, who's British, boy, were both film composers. So this isn't really the same thing as a culture taking and modernizing its own genre, but in soundtracks like this uh, that take place in a real-life historical period, you often see the composer try to take aspects of said culture's musical history and incorporate them into something far more reflective of current-day musical standards. And, if you stretch it far enough, Ghost's soundtrack fits one aspect of Japan's musical traditions very well, the focus on theatrics, the spectacle, the storytelling. Uh, it's just been adapted to another medium, games. I thought we were done taking calls. Yes? Hello, I have a question. Hey, no questions. Well, you need at least one. I need a question from the audience, not from the co-host. And guess what? There is no audience. You're one person to be listening back to this thing. Both the other questions you've taken have been from yourself. I guess you're right. What you said. Ahem. Uh, how do you think tradition asking on modernization affects the actual traditional material it's based on? horrendous. Uh, well, it's definitely hard to say definitively. Personally, I think it does a lot of good in terms of easing people into the vastly different 
conventions each culture has. The Ghost of Tsushima soundtrack is going to be a far easier listen to people than centuries-old Japanese court music, so it can be a good bridge between the two. Plus, I feel like music blending old and new stands enough on its own to not dilute the old material. I agree. So, uh, okay, we can't seriously upload this. Why are we even doing that accent? Script's called for it. You have a script? You don't? You've been following ours to a T. No, I have integrity. Where'd you get yours? From that. Well, what's this? Oh, hey, hey, hey. hey. What's happening over there? Oh. Uh, they're gone. Looks like they pulled back the curtain, but uh, whatever. Thank you again for sticking with you. Where and when the world is that pod podcast? I've been your host, Colossus and Plus One Jeff Prime One Two, etc. Thank you to Composer Jeff for not updating the back music at all, and thanks for Sony for letting us use that Ghost of Tsushima track, A Reckoning in Blood. We used it in for you, so you can't sue us. Please write for us stars. If you don't, you will all meet the same fate that One and Two just did. This is nice series about zero, whenever, and time.